Welcome to the Market Beautifully Podcast, a show where I offer marketing advice for lady entrepreneurs who crave to crack the code when it comes to getting noticed or expanding their brand online. I'm your host, Haley, and I can't wait to chat with you about what I have planned for today's episode. Welcome back to the show. Thanks for tuning in and listening to the 60th episode of the Marky Beautifully podcast. It seems like yesterday we started out this little podcast community together and now we have added so many incredible women to the Market Beautifully community and it's about to get a lot bigger with the 90 Day Profit Lounge membership launching soon. So get ready to welcome in some new ladies with open arms. If you aren't already on the waiting list though for the 90 Day Profit Lounge, then why the heck not? Go to 90dayprofit.com to get on the list because the first 100 people to sign up get their first month for a quarter. Yes, like 25 cents. So go sign up for the waiting list. That way you're the first person to get notified and you can make sure that you are one of those 100 people to get their first month for a quarter. Okay. Today I have Kate Max from Kate Max Stock on the show. You may have heard of her because her stock membership is so incredible and something I personally use all the time. I know you may be trying to either add a passive income or digital product to your product suite right now, so I thought it would be helpful to get some insight into what Kate's customer journey and sales process looks like and then have us dissect it together, like figure out what to automate as part of that sales process and and also how she has this digital product systemized close to perfection. And then we dive into how she scaled her business using Facebook ads and what that process looks like when paid advertising is introduced when it comes to a digital product at a certain price point. This is an action-packed interview, and I know this is going to be so helpful, so let's go ahead and dive in. Welcome to the show, Kate. Thank you. I'm excited to be here, Haley. Yes, I'm so excited. Now tell us what you do, what your business looks like, and everything you're working on. Okay, so I'm Kate, and I own katemaxstock.com, which has, um, it's a stock photography membership, essentially. We also provide bundles via our shop on our website and we sell a little bit through creative market a couple other sites but we provide style stock images for business owners who just love a clean modern and feminine aesthetic and who just need a lot of images a lot of visual content for their marketing for their social media posts for their blog posts Mm -hmm. for their printed content and they're just finding themselves in need of a lot of visual content that has a cohesive um, a cohesive style to it. And so we provide, uh, we have a library of just, it's just hitting over 4,000 images at this point um, of images, everything from um, really traditional like screen mock-ups, flat lays, food photography. You, I mean, you need a pink donut image. We got a pink donut <laughs> image, right? We have 40 pink donut images. But yeah, so that's what we do. We shoot um, new, we have new shoots every month, usually about twice a month. And we are basically providing new fresh content for our members regularly so that they can sign up and they have that peace of mind that when they need a post in four seconds, they need to get on Instagram, right. they've been neglecting it, that we have something there that will look professional and that will um, that will match their branding and provide that consistency and ease that they're looking for. Yes, and the photos are gorgeous. Oh my gosh. If you see a lot of our podcast (laughs) graphics on Pinterest, it's all Kate Max. So, yeah. We we love Kate Max. Right. 
thank you, Ailey. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay, so I'm excited because we're going to be diving into your customer journey and your sales process, which I think is super important. Um, I know that, and I we talked about this before, but it was under the passive income category, but we know that that membership site is not passive at all. We know that Kate puts so much work into this, but um, it definitely falls under the, like, the digital product passive category. And so how do we go from adding a passive income product to our product suite and then taking our customer on that journey and then automating it and then adding Facebook ads to scale it. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. And I'm super excited to dive in. Hey. Awesome. So let's start with the journey. I just from start to finish. What does it look like? Like where is your customers finding you typically? Like where's the most popular source of traffic coming from? And then what does that entire journey look like for your customer? Okay, great. So as far as sources of traffic, we actually, ours is is sort of, we have a more of an even split than mm-hmm. maybe some businesses. Um, we have a good number of new customers coming from social organic social media reach. So just when people tag an image that they're using that it happens to be Kate Mac stock, we get a lot of clickovers from that. We do some traditional paid advertising on Facebook and Instagram, and we get a good number of um, new customers from that. And then we get a good number of new customers from Pinterest because, you know, we Pinterest works well for our product. Um, They just, yeah, they look, they look pretty. And so we get some from there. And then we also get some from, um, from creative market, which is a site just for digital goods. Mm -hmm. So we have, um, many of our bundles listed on creative market and we get a lot of people who are like, Oh, I love this one bundle and they have a website and let's click over and see, see more images like this. And so we get, so it's, it's sort of spread evenly, um, among those sources and, and we try to keep fostering and we can try to yeah. keep building all of those resources because um, I don't know that there's one, you know, there's one answer as far as marketing for everybody where it's like, get all your traffic from Pinterest. I mean, I think, I think that, that, that it's good to not overextend yourself as far as totally. where you're trying to pull customers from. But if they really are, if you're looking at your analytics and they really are coming from multiple sources, then stay consistent, just consistent enough. And that is our goal. We're not trying to... We're not overextending ourselves and posting 40 times a day on on Instagram, but you're going to see us post Monday through Friday so that you see the fresh content so that you, you know, that we're still producing. Um, And as far as that goes, we also, you know, we, we stay consistent and updated to a reasonable degree (laughs) on all of of those platforms because we see people coming from all of them. I love it. Okay, so someone, let's just pick one of those traffic sources and say they find you on Pinterest. They click on that image, and then where are they landing? So sometimes they're landing on maybe it's it's a specific um, it's a specific graphic that says sign up for your freebies, right? Mm-hmm. So sometimes it is it is a convert kit opt in form, um, so, and then they and then they receive that you know confirmation email, and it has and and we work with convert kit for our email ma- member management list, which we really like. And then so once they've provided us with their email address, they get the the zip file of their freebie, and then they're added to a li- a, a member a not yet member list. That's what I like to call it because someday maybe I'll convince them to become a member, but then they get, um, they usually get about two emails from us a month. That's it. 
And that's been an okay level. It's not, so initially they have an email sequence where it welcomes them and then they get their freebies and then we make sure that things are going well. Um, and then after that, they just get it. They, they receive a monthly freebie, two or three images, and then they, they get updates on new images that we've come out with. But we try to keep things just that we're here for you, but we're not going to be pushy and over the top. Totally. Yeah. So that's usually how it works. Sometimes the Pinterest image that the graphic that they click on takes them directly to an actual product in our shop. Um, and then we try to make sure that opt-in options on the web our website itself are placed strategically in footers, in sidebars, um, that we have those call to action buttons so that when they are, even when they're in their shop and they're just looking at one product, we show them that it's evident where they can click to sign up for the email member list. And yeah. so they know how to contact us and they know how to, if they want more, it's easy for them to find totally. more. Yeah. Yeah, I think I obviously am such a nerd about this. So I stalk de different businesses and how they market. And something that I have noticed from you is you are not very aggressive. It is very much the what exactly you said. Hey, we're here for you approach. You're a uh, top of mind awareness. I think especially with your email marketing, you're very focused on top of mind awareness. I think twice a month is the perfect frequency for a not yet member, but it's not aggressive and super salesy and annoying. And yeah. I just, I, and I love that approach that you take. Okay. So we're taking them from a traffic source to a yep. freebie. They get the zip file and then you're nurturing them with a yep. non-aggressive approach. That's not super annoying where they're actually getting freebies every month. So you're nurturing them like above and beyond and giving them even more free stuff. So from there, let's say yeah. they decide that they want to uh, subscribe and be a monthly member of the Kate Max stock community. What does that look like? What does that process look like? So we try to keep this, the actual sign up process. We try well on our membership informa information page, we try to have a lot of information so they know what they're going to get. But we yeah. also, because um, we also have an open shop, they know what they're going to get. It's not like they're taking a risk in signing up where they're like, okay, well, I've seen, you know, 10 or 15 images and they've been good, but I hope the rest of the library is good. No, we have it completely open and it's completely open on the shop. So there's that full disclosure right. and that assurance for members when they're signing up that they know what they're getting into. Um, so once they've signed up, they get instant access, how um, the back end is set up so that they, um, it, it's an op, we use a membership plugin on the back end of our, we, we run a WordPress site. Um, and so basically once they have, their payment has cleared, which is usually instant, they have instant access to the member library. Um, and so they're able to access the products that they want. And then they're switched over from a not yet members email list to the members email list nice. and they get a welcome and they, and we're working on building out. We have some initial tutorials, but working on building tutorials. Um, but mostly what's communicated right away when they become members is that they get my email address, they get our, they get our contact information and then they know that customer services are, is our number one. Right. So they, uh, we have people who sign up and never need help again and are in love with the product. Right. But we also have people that sign up and um, have questions about the using the website. Mm -hmm. They have questions about finding images. We have, um, and we're there to answer those questions. We have people that, uh, not as many, obviously, but we have people that sign up and are like, um, let me try this out for a few months but then they need to go a different direction. Maybe their business is closed or, or various things and, and they know that they can contact us um, so that we can help them with 
with moving in a different direction if they don't need their membership anymore. So that's communicated really initially when a member signs up. And then they have a similar frequency of emails. They might get emails maybe four times a month just mm. because they get, they get notifications for new images. Um, but there, there's also an email sequence for new members that is more tutorial based. Ooh, I love that. Uh, yeah, because we just, we want to be a resource for images, but we're also trying to build out being a resource as far as those, a little bit more technical things. We don't get, I mean, we're, we know that we're aware of our customer enough that they're not looking for um, InDesign tutorials. They're not, but they're looking for a little bit like the easier Photoshop tutorials and Canva tutorials and iPhone app tutorials, things like that. So we're building out that side so that we can be a resource sort of on two pillars, the actual product, right? You want your product to be to be solid, but then also how to use it. And all the entire time communicating that we're there for you. Send us an email, like we're here. I love that. that yeah, like sense. maximizing what you can use the images for. I love that. Okay, so if you don't mind me asking, what membership site plugin are you using for your WordPress website? Ooh, good question. So we currently use, this is a good question because you might be the first to know Haley, but we're actually, shh, don't tell anyone except for your listeners. We're actually, um, yay, secret. <laughs> we're actually launching a new fully custom developed <gasps> website. What? Like end of Kate. March. So it's, I haven't even, we haven't even said anything about it to anyone. So this is, so who knows when the podcast will be published, but there's a new website coming. And so Currently, our so we have a WordPress backend. Yeah, the shop is run through WooCommerce. It's a WooCommerce because it's yeah it, we find it to be the most um, as far as like search capability. Oh and yeah, I love WooCommerce. Great. Mm -hmm. And then we have um, one that's it's an Envato E N V A T O is the developer for the membership plugin, and it's called WordPress Ultimate Membership Plugin Pro. It's a really long. <laughs> Oh, okay. Long name, but it's it's you know among all of the membership plugins that basically have um, you know they have the the different levels and then different pages within your site are accessible based on the level that that user um, is set to at that moment. So it has automatic recurring payments and it can integrate PayPal and it's been good for us. But we are switching with the new site. We are switching to basically a shop and membership library that are combined mm -hmm. so we um so our so the back end the tagging system the search capabilities all of the listing of the actual images is combined into one system and then woocommerce has a membership and subscription plugin um that you can add to the woocommerce platform and so that's actually what we're switching to so that's yeah. super exciting. I cannot wait to see that. <laughs> it'll be, it'll be great. I wish I could show you screenshots right now too. So we're at the, it's, it's been a beast to find, to find a developer uh -huh. that is not only able to fully develop a fully custom site, but a designer too. So because design is so high on my priorities, yeah. it's hard to find somebody who has that, that, that eye and that aesthetic. And when I, when I, ask them for certain qualities that I want in the website, it's been hard to find the developers for both. So if anyone ever wants an amazing developer, I can, I can send someone their way. Well, I, I wish I would have found you to, or wish we would have <laughs> talked about this like two weeks ago because <laughs> I'm telling you, and I know we're a little bit off topic, but I, you know, I'm building my membership site, the 90 Day Profit Lounge, and it has been an outsourcing nightmare. I am not kidding. I am on my fourth programmer right now. And, my, and now she's amazing. I love Karen from the May Creative. 
I I'm obsessed with her. She's been doing great. But the three before then, it was a nightmare. It has taken me three and a half months just to find Karen. And and that's I mean, uh, if any listeners are out there and are considering more maybe a business that does marry the heavy, the heavy hard development mm-hmm. and the amazing design, there is such a niche. If so, I mean, there is oh my gosh, there yes, is such a market for that. Yeah, so I've been through, you know, I mean, I've, I've been in business over 10 years, um, and it's been evolved, and every time I've gone to find a web developer, developer it's been it's been just difficult to find somebody who has yeah. both of those strengths. For sure, so, definitely. Yeah. So and... I came with Harbor Company, it's H-A-R-B-R.co, uh-huh. and if anyone is, if anyone's ready for like a big girl website, that's where, they are, they are amazing. Okay, good to know. <laughs> I will yeah. keep, I'll keep them in mind. <laughs> just in case yeah. who knows okay that's great okay so your entire process looks like I'm just gonna recap traffic sure. to and your traffic sources you have about five to six good strong core traffic sources that you yep. focus on and then it leads to your freebie page and then from your freebie page you're nurturing giving them monthly freebies and it's not an aggressive approach but there is an obvious call to action where they mm-hmm. go to your sales page which is where they subscribe to the monthly membership site mm-hmm. and the checkout process is easy once they subscribe you've automated the entire process of transitioning them from not a member yet to a member yet in your email mm-hmm. marketing um, and I love that that's automated because what a relief that you don't have to worry about all those little things and then you're going to keep on nurturing them and making sure they're setting they're set up to use all that content and maximize it in the best way possible does Mm -hmm. that feel like you covered it that covers it and okay good just a note to anyone out there who's listening who feels overwhelmed by all of the things you can do with with marketing, with online marketing, I know that I have been there where I'm like, oh, I don't have to dive to do Facebook lives and I don't have, to. I just threw my pen down because I was like, ah. <laughs> that's how I feel about things. It's yes. Like, I don't have the bandwidth, even though I have a great team, there's mm-hmm. still only so many hours in the day. And what's yeah. made it possible for us to grow and sustain our business without being insanely aggressive and needing 48 right. million followers on social media has been really I think twofold is, is simplifying our product, really narrowing down. What do we offer the world? What are we good at? And what are we going to offer? And then almost having a, a, I do not do list, right? Like all of the things that I am not going to, Oh, do you remember when Periscope was a thing for about four seconds? Yes. Like, so there's so many things that pop up like that or products that you could in theory offer. I don't do eBooks. I don't do Periscope. I don't do, I don't even do Facebook lives. Like there are so many things that, that not that those are not great things to do, but at some point in your business, you have to define what are my products? What am I providing? What am I not providing? Mm -hmm. What am I able to do well? And then you just, and then you nurture those as much as you can and that provides that enough consistency so that you're not overwhelmed so that your business can grow without you being in people's faces and so aggressive and it taking over your life right because we all want a balanced normal life I have three kids you know we gotta (laughs) we have to we have to and I want to be able to like drink tea and remember to put deodorant on every day like we all want we all want like a normal yes so and so I just wanted to throw that out there that you don't have to do everything but choose what you can do and and you know do it well and stay consistent and 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 sometimes you have to like shut out all the other 
all the other noise that, you know, there's so much information out there, which is amazing, but it's mm -hmm. sometimes it's, it's just too many, too many suggestions and too many ideas. So we've just, yeah. we've stuck with our core and the second, Oh, and the second thing is I do love convert kit, convert kit mm -hmm. and any really yes. good email marketing or email list management service. Um, and I didn't even know if you used it, Haley, but we, I do. Yes. It, and it's just, it automates things and it just, it helps. A lot of us in the Market Beautifully community are using ConvertKit, actually. And um, I offer a 30-day free trial at marketbeautifully.com slash ConvertKit. And then I offer, like, free sales funnel setups uh, for people oh, that go through yay. the link. Because, you know, it's an affiliate link. Um, but once they get that 30-day free trial, within that trial period, we set up their sales funnel. I do it for free just to kind of help them set it up to automate sales. But ConvertKit is so great because you can set it up to where it automates your entire entire sales process and then you're getting consistent money I was just telling you that I had been sick for you know the past five to six weeks and it was so great because ConvertKit and my VA ran my entire business just automated those sales coming in and I was just stuck in bed with the flu and an ear infection and going to the doctor and I didn't have to worry about it because I knew ConvertKit was going to do its thing and tell people about what I offer and it was just so it was such a peace of mind so ConvertKit is great. Get the 30 day free trial and just fall and in love. Cause like anything else. And in case anyone thinks this was like a marketing plant, it's not, it was just, it was just the, I just happened to start yeah. using ConvertKit and loved it. Like anything else, there's a learning curve, right? You totally. have to learn how to implement it. You have to learn how to de like develop it and get it integrated into your site. But mm -hmm. I agree. I've had a, I've had a great experience. Me too. It, so. Me too. Yeah. Totally. Okay. Awesome. Okay. So I think this is a good exercise for everyone to do is to look at your primary core offer of what you're selling. It could be even a service or a product and then map out your customer's journey, just like Kate did with her customer journey and what her sales process looks like from the beginning to the end. And then I think it would be awesome if we could analyze our entire customer journey and then see what we can automate from it. So what have you been able to automate Kate from like just within that customer journey and sales process? Um, for sure, we focus on automating the email sequences that people yeah. receive every single time. So at one point, you know, when you first start and somebody signs up for a product or a service, you're answering that email. You know, they email you and you're answering it. You're oh, like, oh, somebody else signed up. I better make sure they get this email. So definitely automating uh, <laughs> your email, your initial email sequences. Mm -hmm. And then we use, as far as the monthly emails that go out with freebies for people who are not yet members, um, and the emails that need to go out when there there's new content, we automate it. So I have a marketing, um, maven, we'll call her that who, um, helps, uh, do the copy for those emails. So writing the actual text that goes out with those emails, but we just set we set it up through Trello. So we just have a okay, workflow cool. through Trello where whenever there's a new shoot, there's, it's just in the giant, the giant checklist for every single shoot is mm -hmm. okay. Let's do, let's promote, um, Let's do a, a sneak peek on Instagram stories of the shoot that is happening. Let's um, let's go ahead and send an email notification to members because they're mem they're notified first. Let's send an email notification to people who are not yet members. And so having a workflow in Trello that happens for every single shoot every time has helped a ton. In addition to the email sequences that you can set up to uh, to be automatically sent out through ConvertKit. Right. Right. Awesome. I love that. Okay. So have you automated anything from the beginning process? to like from the traffic sources have you been able to automate anything 
um, like that? Yeah, so we have, um, we've, we sort of set up as far as for Facebook ads, we know that we are always having an ad running for um, our lookalike cold audiences, so mm -hmm. people that have never heard of us before, but who are have similar interests and, and um, demographics as people who are members. And that's, and not even, we don't even do it with people who are followers of us because we know people, you know, sometimes you follow companies more loosely, not because you're necessarily going right. to buy their product, but because you're inspired for different reasons. So we have really narrowed down our lookalike audiences to be people that match our mem people that become members. Um, so because of that, we always have an ad running for our, um, lookalike cold audiences. And then we always have a, a slightly tweaked ad running for people who have already opted in. Um, and then we have, um, and then we have advertisements going for them so that it's more, so the, sorry, Facebook ads are those, you know, it's their own, it's their, they're their own little beast, right? So the, the, the ads for the cold audiences on Facebook are always um, just introducing generally like style stock photography. They're very general. The funnel is really wide. Um, and so it's introducing the concept of style stock photography and the idea of getting free monthly images. And then, um, then the advertisements for the warm audiences are slightly more narrow where they're like, we know, you know, how basically, you know, what sound stock photography is, how is it going? You can save money by becoming a member. And so it's a little bit more of a, of a narrow message for them. And then they're sent to different convert kit opt-ins, right? They're sent right. to different places from those, those ads. So the cold members are sent to just general, um, opt-in email opt-in pages. And then the, the warm audiences are sent to more membership information or blog posts specifically about tutorials or, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, just things that sources on the website that are more salient to somebody who's, who's already familiar with style stock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Okay. So you have your funnel, you define it, you've automated that process as much as possible. And now you're using ads to keep that traffic into your funnel because that's super important. I think that's kind of where a lot of us get hung up is we create this product. We have a semi good funnel. We probably haven't defined it like we need to, but then we reach out organically to our existing audience, which may be small to medium size. And then we get stuck because we're like, well, where's the rest of the traffic going to come from? I need <laughs> yeah. to be making consistent monthly income on this product, but I don't know where to go. So I love that Kate's using Facebook ads because I mean, I'm always an ads manager every day. I'm obsessed with Facebook ad campaigns. I think I run Facebook ads for 30 different businesses. I mean, it's, it's yeah. insane, but I love it. <laughs> I have my Google sheet and it's all color coded and I love it so much. But um, I think Facebook ad is such a great for traffic and lookalike audiences is definitely a way to just decrease that cost per click or cost per lead, which is great. And I love that you're doing that too. So how, um, how did you start into Facebook ads? I feel like a lot of the listeners here is maybe not at that point of running ads or they're dabbling in it. But what do you have like a resource or something that kind of helps you put two feet in and just dive in? <laughs> okay, so I get that Facebook ads can be intimidating because totally. if you're ever in the Facebook, the ads manager back end, you're like, holy moly, I thought I was nerdy and left brain, but just kidding. Like, I'm just not. So know that there is a learning curve and yeah. don't let that stop you. So I was, I was pushed in through, um, you, um, do you know, Jana Bishop from Twiggy posts? 
So I, I've heard of her. So Jana is, if you're, so Jana is another great resource for style stock. I'm going to throw her name out because her aesthetic is similar to mine, but a little bit more on the desaturated and neutral end. She does less pink, essentially. Let's boil it down to that. But Jana is an amazing, good person, and we're good friends. And she, she, we had a conversation. Um, a couple was it a couple years ago over a year and yeah oh, about a year ago where she was like you I I think I'm getting thinking about getting into Facebook ads more you should think about it too and I just sort of expressed that I don't I just don't know that I have it in me to yeah. do the back-end analytics and to to jump in with both feet like you said right and so she had heard of an agency that could run your Facebook ads for you at mm -hmm. a reasonable cost because you know we only all of us only have a certain amount totally. of money um, to put into our marketing budget or advertising budget each month and so she suggested an ad, an ad agency that would do it for a reasonable cost and so initially I hired I fully hired out the ads I was like I have no That's idea scary. how Facebook ads management works and I don't want to start pouring money into these advertisements if it's not going to at least break even, yeah. right? And so initially I outsourced that. And I'm a big, I'm a big advocate of out, outsourcing what you should, right? Yeah, totally. Those, things, those, those areas where you, it's not in your wheelhouse right now. And, um, and you can find somebody that's willing to do it and excited to do it, right? Excited yes. to run excited to, to do it mm -hmm. excited to do it so I found a little ad agency it was just it was a two-person um oh wow two tiny agency. it was little it was so cute it was great they were great um and they said I had them set up my initial ads and come up with the lookalike audiences do the analytics narrow mm -hmm. down narrow down who who um what audiences were converting the highest and and basically what audiences we were getting the highest engagement from and then from that I, um, I had an internal person within our company take over the ads once and then, mm -hmm. and then keep them going, but they didn't have to tackle the initial setup. So I went to an expert for the initial setup and then turned it over to somebody internally who had more of a creative idea of like, Hey, let's do, let's do a Valentine's day specific, or let's do seasonal specific ads, or let's try this with carousel or, you know, all of the different the different options in Facebook ads because it can become intimidating and you know Facebook and Instagram are always changing what your options are and how things work and that can become exhausting so getting some outsourced help for that initially can be good even if it is just a single person for a couple months or a single person that sets up those initial ads for you mm -hmm. so that's how we jumped in and then we tried um we jumped in with I would say a small to medium amount of ad spend a month. We didn't jump to spending, you know, five or eight thousand dollars a month. Like who has five or eight thousand dollars to spend on marketing, right? Who wants to? Let's buy some shoes or something. Anyway. <laughs> I love um, that you went to shoes because that is what I would spend my money on. Seriously, who wants dumb ads, right? Anyway, you can tell how I really feel about advertising and marketing. It's like it it's great because it spreads the word. Totally. But it's hard it's just, it's, it's hard to fall in love with. Sales are just hard, right? So I love I it, but I totally understand what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, and we played around with our numbers. So we started yeah. off so small to medium and then we, we slowly pushed our numbers up mm -hmm. and then we backed off a little bit. So we're in a happy place where we're spending, you know, we're spending a reasonable yeah. amount to keep spreading the word, right? Like I said, our, our sources are not just Facebook ads. Our 
our, um, our, what is the term I'm trying to come up with? Our traffic sources, basically. Yeah, yeah like, traffic it's sources. Not just, it's not mm-hmm. just Facebook ads and Instagram ads. It's um, word of mouth and it's, it's creative market sales. and Pinterest and all that stuff exactly. too. And yeah. Because, because it's not just Facebook ads, we didn't dump all of our money into there. I do think that there is room for growth. Facebook ads have a tremendous capacity. To oh my growth. gosh, yeah. And the, it's the targeting. The targeting is so great. The fact that you can get in in front of your exact target audience is just yeah. incredible. I mean, you can, like if you're a photographer, I know we have a few, a lot of photographers that listen to this podcast. If you're a photographer that wants to do engagement sessions and wants to run a special deal, you can literally target people in a specific local area <laughs> that just got engaged and run yes. your holiday deal to them. It's crazy. How incredible. Yeah. Yeah, so that combination of targeting your exact audience Mm -hmm. and then really being specific about what words you're putting in front of them, like speaking to their pain points immediately, having a call to action be clear, immediately, immediately communicating what it is you're getting them, using those hooks as, as, you know, if they're not shady, it's just think truly about if you were in that person's shoes and you you wanted the product that you're selling, but you didn't know it yet. Think about how is it serving them? What pain points is it solving? How is it helping them in their lives? And speaking to that immediately in your Facebook ads, I think helps a ton. Totally. So how, like, what does your Facebook ad campaign look like? Well, initially it is, um, so like I said, so we have like our, our ads for our, um, cold audience. And Mm -hmm. that is like, um, it's literally like it's so it's, it highlights the actual images that come in the freebie bundle. So okay. we're, 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 it's not like we're trying to attract them with these gorgeous images and then we throw them a bone of some random ugly image. There's, we're literally using the images that come in their initial freebie bundle, That's which nice. we keep neutral and we keep pretty, but we keep as usable as possible for the greatest number of people. And then we just say, you know, things like, um, looking to, you know, are you hoping for, are you ready for a brand facelift or are you ready, you know, are, are you ready for your brand to reflect what it really, you know, look as it really should or, and, and are you, are you looking for images? I'm just coming up on the top of my head. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not a great copywriter. Let's be real. <laughs> Me either. But we're speaking to their pain points. We're saying, yes. you have a business that you need to look better and you know that it's professional, but you're not a professional photographer. That is why we're here. We're just yeah. here to help you with that. We're here to make your life easier. We're here to bring more balance to your life. We're just here to help you have a little bit more time and look as professional as you can in your brand. So we're speaking to those pain points all along the way. Yeah. Awesome. And we try, and I try to be really honest, like that I'm not, you know, I'm not going to solve all your problems and I don't have all the answers for your business, but I can help you in this way. And I can help you really well if you want. I love that. And I think yeah. something to note that is that before Kate started using Facebook ads, she already knew her customer journey and already automated the process and had systems in place. And you, you probably tweaked systems after the Facebook ads, but you at least had a system in place. Oh, I think yes. a big yes. mistake is a lot of people jump into Facebook ads, but don't have anything mapped out. They don't know what their customer journey looks like or their target audience. You know, when you first start a business, you kind of are like, oh yeah, my target 
target audience is a 23 to 31 year old, fe- like whatever, you don't know your target audience. So like really diving into that, Kate yes. has had so much experience knowing her target audience because she's had this membership site. She's talked to her audience, you know, so that yeah. helps. And then she dives into Facebook ads when she wants to scale her existing product that's already that working. That is so true. That is so, so true. important. And, and then you can advertise with integrity. Yes. Yes. To be like, everyone give me all your dollars, right? <laughs> I want your money. <laughs> I know this helps these people. So yes. I am more than happy to use Facebook ads to yeah. spread the word. And to I serve people. Those people, to serve those people. Because yeah. you're like, I know it would be helpful. I, it doesn't feel shady. You don't feel like a right. used salesman. You don't feel like <laughs> yes. you're, you're using gimmicks or these things. You're able to know your client, know that your product can help them have that personal integrity and be able to be like, heck yeah, I'll spend some money on some Facebook ads. Heck yeah. You should come to my site. Come and check it out. Yeah. Feeling like, you know, I'm going to make so much money if I get 10,000 opt-ins and blah, blah, blah. And right, it's, and it's right. not coming from a, from a, from a point of, I have to make money and I have to get sales. It's coming totally. from a point of spreading the word because you're, like you said, you know your product, it's set up. You know that when, when they sign up, they're going to have a seamless experience. You know mm-hmm. that when they sign up for the email, they really will get the free week, freebie. They don't have to wait a week for the freebie for you to for you to send it out manually. So you do have that back-end system in place. And there is a learning curve, but people just take it one day at a time. Yep, totally. Watch tutorials, figure out, you know, figure out one step at a time and you can do it. Yes, totally. I I agree. Um, I feel like you could be marketing beautifully. I get it. (laughs) If if you do it this way. I I am so adamant that people do this because I see that mistake all the time. I think Facebook ads is definitely a shiny object syndrome. And I think you should only use it to scale what is already exist that already exists in your business and that's already working and that you see your current audience just loving. Yeah. And for people who aren't like advertiser lovers, it makes it easier. You know, it, de- it makes it easier. It if you does. Like salesperson, you're like, I don't feel like I'm selling. I feel like I'm just letting people know and just letting people know. And if they want to come and join our community and join us, great. But if not, that's mm-hmm. okay too, you know? Yeah, I love that. Okay, so we have went over your entire customer journey. You've talked <laughs> about automating it, which is great. I think that is super important. And then we've talked about scaling it with Facebook ads. Um, is there any advice that you have with starting to scale your funnel? I guess I, I know I don't I know a lot of people don't like the word funnel, but scaling your customer journey to get more traffic in there. Is there any Facebook ad advice that you have? I would say, um, don't drop Facebook ads when, if something isn't working perfectly. I would say, like I said, it's a learning curve and it can be intimidating. So perhaps trying one tactic and maybe one one type of ad and one price point, right? You know, mm-hmm. a monthly budget. <clears throat> but then dive into the, like if it's not working initially, tweak one thing, tweak two things, keep tweaking things slowly um, until it you do see those numbers improve. Because I, I, I'm an impatient person, let's be honest. I want things to work initially. I wanna know how to do it. I wanna be a master at it. I wanna see, I wanna see sales from it. I wanna see everything work out perfectly the first time. Mm-hmm. And that's, I don't think that that is necessarily how Facebook ads work. I think that there are, you know, there are companies that will advertise that they'll bring you millions of dollars from Facebook 
orgasm, yeah. you hire them, right? Sure. But I, I don't think that that's how it works. And so being patient with yourself, being patient with your business and being patient with the numbers, um, totally. trying things out, committing to learning, committing to, yes, it's a learning curve, but I'm going to jump on YouTube and I'm going to listen to some podcasts about it. I'm going to get information and get better at it because we're all sort of in the same boat, right? We're all trying mm-hmm. to figure out the algorithm. We're all trying that stupid algorithm word, right? Oh, yes. We're all trying to figure out what works and what doesn't work and what audiences and you know, what, how much we're supposed to spend. So I would say be patient with yourself and keep at it and keep tweaking things and then look at the numbers. So taking time to look at the analytics and say, okay, this is how we did in December. This is what we changed. And this is how we did in January. Did it work or did it not work? And I think that some of us, especially in creative, in the creative world, don't love getting into the analytics and the numbers, but just even taking time to say, okay, we had this many leads in December and then we had this many leads in January. What changed, what worked, what didn't work and continuing to tweak it and, and, and keep at it. Right. We're just all trying to figure out and you'll figure it out eventually. And it can be a tremendous source, just a source of traffic, just a source of spreading the word that social media posts are not going to do as much that a lot of these other, these other areas are not going to do as well. Yes. And I think one important thing to end on is the fact that if you know your customer value, then you're going to know what your cost per lead should be on your Facebook ad. And I think all of those words just sounded really scary. So let's break it down (laughs) just a bit. Um, Let's start with like the customer value. Like, Kate, do you know what your, that's a little bit tough because, you know, you have your monthly membership site, but what is your average maybe customer value in a six month period? Do you know that number? I'm totally putting you on the spot right now, so I'm sorry. So by customer value, you mean, and this is, so you mean that what they... The dollar amount associated to an average customer. Like, let's say you had 100 customers in a three-month period. How many people would pay the first month and drop off? Or like, you know, like, what's that average number of what 100 people would be to you? Um, so average customer, so usually, let me, let me, I'm doing some math in my brain right yeah. now. Looking off into the I business. know, I'm totally putting you on the spot. I'm sorry about no, that. That's, that's, okay. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. So my customers sign up for either quarterly or annual memberships. My quarterly membership is $95. My annual membership is $325. We usually get them split about 50-50 between, mm-hmm. between the two. And our retention rate is, is really good. Our retention that's rate, good. Is, which is good. Um, most most of the people who end up not using us are usually people that are moving on to a different business or 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 are done with business or just moving on to that a different business. That says a lot about you as a company though. it's 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 been good. It's um I think it helps being really frank about what we provide. People yeah. know what they're getting. So I think that helps with retention rates. Um so I I mean, per customer we're making somewhere around like usually around like 150 to $200 per year. And they usually stick around for about, our average is about nine months to a year, if not longer. So, um, so our, we're, so I, I guess that relates to what's your cost per lead, right? Like how much can I be spending per month right, to right, get these exactly. leads, right? Yeah, like let's say you're on um, Facebook ads and you're trying to scale that funnel, but you're spending you know, $10 to get a customer, yet it's a $5 product or, you know, whatever that is. You have to know those numbers. Otherwise, you need to stop those Facebook ad campaigns. How do you get to know those numbers? I think if we get to know those numbers, then we're going to be set to scale that digital product that we have. Yes. And I think, and you did put me on the spot because we, 
Sometimes I don't have it in my brain because I have outsourced it some. Yes. I have sort of vague ideas, but I think being more familiar with those ideas. And that's why, so when we were deciding how much to increase or decrease our spend, that's why. Because say you get one conversion per month. So so say I'm making $200 off of of a membership customer, right? Yeah. And I'm only getting one conversion per month, but I'm spending $500 on ad spend, then the numbers don't add up, right? Exactly. Exactly. So, so you'd be looking for, okay, well, if I'm spending $500 per month, I want at least three conversions, right? Doing the math straightforward like that. And that's yes. why we, we scaled up and then we scaled back down because we were looking at, you know, if we get, if we get into the red, we want to come back into the black so that we make sure the number of conversions we're getting from Facebook, um, out, you know, yes, it, it, totally. In more money than you're spending. I think what's tricky, and this is not going to be the most helpful answer, but that's okay. <laughs> okay, that's right. totally fine. I think what's tricky is that I run a slow burn relationship with my customers. Yeah. So that while I'm pulling in a certain number of people, it, sometimes it takes more than, they're not necessarily converting, right? Becoming members in that first interaction. A lot of times it's yes. three months down the road and they're like, right. oh, I've seen the things that she's come out with and, and I foster that relationship via, you know, the the email mem- the emails that are coming out consistently and they're seeing our posts on, on Instagram because they started following us there. Um, and it's hard because you can't always line up conversions with, you don't know always know exactly when they came or how they came or if they were from Facebook ads. Um, but I think that looking at those hard numbers and making sure that you're at least trying to stay in the black, right? And then playing with things as time goes on. That's a, that's It's hard because it's a vague answer because you can't always nail it down. But I know that I have a lot of people who, who opt in and then they don't end up signing for uh, signing up for a membership for three months. But if I know that they still came from Facebook, I count that as totally as, as a conversion. Okay, so let's make the math a little bit more simple. Let's say you're just selling a one-off product because membership sites are kind of hard because it's a monthly product and your lifetime value, those numbers are kind of hard. And, And, you know, that's what I'm having to work out too with my ads to my membership site and figuring all that out. So let's say you're selling just like one $50 product. And so then your cost per lead, I would say you would shoot for $20 or under. That way your margin is pretty high and you can scale from that like that would be I think it it would be good to set a goal cost per lead and okay never mind cost per conversion I don't want to say lead cost per conversion so and you can actually track that and I'm about to get super technical you can track (laughs) that with Facebook pixel codes that was sounded scary but all it is is a little code you put in your website and then you just leave it there and it does its thing and it has a party while you're gone that's what it does and there are tons of awesome articles just google how to install a fix a Facebook pixel code and you will get tons of articles but from there Figure out what your goal cost per conversion is so that you don't go in the red. If you know those numbers, Facebook ads are going to be way less scary. You know for sure you're not just wasting your money. And then from there, you can figure out how to scale your ads. Figure out what ad works. So Mm -hmm. get your cost per conversion down. Figure out what ads get you the lowest cost per conversion and then scale that ad. I feel like that's a good step-by-step what do you yes, think? That's exactly right. And that's, that's exactly right. The pixels. And so when I, when I mentioned before looking at, let's look at our December numbers versus our January yeah. numbers. And we can do that because we have the pixel code installed on our site. So we know our cost. Smart. Per conversion. 
And we usually keep ours, we try to keep ours under $50 because at minimum we're trying to get, you know, our quarterly memberships at $95. So we try to keep it, it's a little bit higher than 50%. Um, but, and I think that that depends on, like you said, what your margins are, how mm -hmm. much cost of goods is going into it and all exactly. of those things. Um, but yes, definitely have your pixels installed so that you can, you know, your cost per conversion, you know, when it's coming straight from Facebook. And so, and run those AB tests, run those AB oh, tests. on Yes. Ads, we, do, we do all the time because I'm indecisive and I'm like, well, I like both ads. Let's run <laughs> both of them. <laughs> and so we run both of them and then, and then we keep going with the one that works better. Yeah. Yeah. Let the market decide which one they like best and then scale away. Stay away. <laughs> throw all your savings at it. Go yeah, for it. go for it. <laughs> no. I love your it. Your business budget and be wise. Definitely. But budget, know your numbers, and don't no, cry. And don't cry. Is that what you say? <laughs> yes. I know Facebook ads are so scary. It's it's so easy to just want to pull your hair out. But I definitely think it's an important skill, and um, yeah. just having that knowledge. Is awesome. If you want to scale your business, I know everyone's at different points in their business. It might not be smart for you to use it. Who knows? But um, if you're kind of at where Kate's at, like this is the perfect time to just scale away, figure out your numbers, and then go for it. So, yes, awesome. Agreed. Agreed. Thank There's you so much. You're welcome. <laughs> this has been so much fun. I've loved all this and I've loved getting to know your customer journey and figuring out how you've automated it and scaled it. I think it's been amazing. Um, everyone has to go check out katemacstock.com because I love her images. It is They're so amazing. Um, even if you don't want to add a stock membership site, just go look at her images. And you may change your mind, but just go look at her images because they are seriously beautiful and perfect for all of us online entrepreneurs in this space. Oh, you're sweet. And check it out in March when we get the new, a new site yes. out. Yes, yes. Okay, yes, I'm so excited. So this, I believe this will release in late February, early March. Yeah. So if you're listening to this right now, just go to her website to see if it's updated or not. Yes, yes. It'll be a mystery. Is it everything updated? Haley <laughs> like everything that she advocates is so true. I think that it's so easy to look at businesses that are at some level in comparison to you or some level totally. beyond and think, well, they've got it all figured out and I don't know what I'm doing. And that is simply not true. We are all on a journey. I mean, you yes. can see me that I'm like, well, I, I don't I don't know the answer to that question. And I think we're all on, totally. we're all on the journey. It's just taking it day by day and honestly just being patient with ourselves and and just and being willing to to not be intimidated just because you don't know how to do it perfectly initially. Don't be intimidated. Just take step one. Just keep learning. Keep listening to Haley's podcast. It's great. Love that <laughs> advice. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so besides KateMaxStock.com, where can people find you? Um, people can find me, you know what? I'm a little bit of a recruit. Check me out on Instagram. Instagram. Uh -huh. I'm mostly on Instagram. I sort of abandoned my, not abandoned, bless, bless Facebook's heart, but like, you know, those personal pages. I get it. Um, but I'm on, I'm on Instagram all the time and you can also come visit me. I live in Provo, Utah. Everyone come and, and I know visit that. Awesome. <laughs> and so, yeah, I'm on, I'm on Instagram. It's just Kate Max stock. Easy peasy peasy. You'll see Sounds my face awesome. once in a while. I'm trying to get better at Instagram stories. You know, you got to like oh, show 
face or something. Goodness. Oh, yeah. Oh, Instagram <laughs> stories is my jam. You should totally get on it. I love Instagram stories. That's where I hang out with all of my listeners. We have so much fun over there. It's a party for sure. <laughs> awesome. I'll get some inspiration from you. It's yes. hard for us that are like, you know, like to stay behind the camera. Marketing is is hard sometimes, but it's worth it. And that's that you'll see me there once in a while. Okay, well, we will have all those links in the show note to katemaxstock.com, her Instagram, uh, just uh, all those links. Go to the show notes at markybeautifully.com slash podcast and go check Kate out. Thanks again for coming on the show. Woo-hoo! <laughs> Thanks, Ailey.